Well, everybody, happy Saturday. Welcome to the Yes We Fight podcast. I am Julia Marie Mays, and this is... Uh, Gerald, Mr. Depothman. Yes, and, you know, thank you for everyone who's been asking questions the past few weeks about where have we been, how are we. Uh, we ran into some technical yeah, difficulties. Two weeks. Well, last week we got it. We, we were able to do a show. Oh, yeah. But we had to do it like the long vertical way right, 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 and all right, that right. other stuff. So we were able to get Make us back to the table, back mm-hmm. in the office, back behind the mics. So if you are joining us live, just let us know if the audio is good. Give us a thumbs up, like, and make sure you share this out to all your friends um, and help us out. Help us spread the word of what we're doing. We want to, you know, get out in front of as many people as possible. You know, and, and help be a part of the community of help, I should say. And that's kind of our goal. So, no, absolutely. Which is kind of new. Well, maybe it's, maybe it's not new for Jared. I don't know how he feels, feels, but I'll speak for myself. So first, thank you everybody who tuned, who's um, here with us on this Saturday morning. Um, I am Julie Marie Mays. For those of you who don't know, I am a first grade teacher here in the Clark County School District. And Gerald here. Uh, we do this every we do Saturday. This every Saturday. I, I, I just be out here in the streets, hanging out, seeing what's going on, seeing where I'm trying my, to make a little difference every yeah, seeing, every few people, see, seeing where my services can be best utilized. But that's about it. Uh, it's nothing official. <laughs> We're I, working I, on it. You know, I'm just mobbing around, hanging out. <laughs> we are working on it. No, well, we've had a. Uh, a, a busy few weeks, you know what I mean? Uh, our kids are in town. We've had spring break. Those of you out in the district, those of you who have kids, you know it's spring break. Our two oldest, our two uh, college students from UNR have been here this past week. We're going to have family over. So it's been it's been uh, really nice, uh, but we still got to keep, keep pushing forward. I'm actually really, really excited for this week's topic. Uh, Gerald here has been posting a lot of stuff this week on forgiveness and as soon as I saw the very first one I was like I definitely want to talk about it it's something that is a part of being alive I think well I mean if you choose to I should say but I think it's a very um it's a very heavy topic at times but I think it's kind of like a necessary topic it's something that I'm really really kind of excited to talk about I am I am forgiveness is a touchy thing it's a personal thing, which I think creates so many different opinions. And so that's the thing that I'm really, really like, I wanted to talk about it because it is so personal. And I think that's the thing that we don't talk about a lot is how personal it is to us, which is why we're so opinionated about it. Because my forgiveness is, it's truly for me, but I think somewhere along the line, sometimes it's hard uh, to navigate through that. So that's why lots of arguments, I think, happen over it. <laughs> I, yeah, forgiveness has so many levels to it, too, right? Like, there's an aspect of, of forgiving that is, ex- is, is is explicitly for you, right? right? Like, for me. Like, it is, like, 90% of forgiving is to help myself, to help my my emotional stability, to, to do all of those things. And then there's like a 10% that has to be validated by other people that we always tell people isn't a real thing, but it is. No, it 100% is, I agree. And it's in that 10% that we have the most problems because that's where you have to figure out if it's worth it. Right. 
Ooh, if, if it's worth it to forgive completely the way that it would need to continue the relationship in a similar fashion, I should say. Yeah. No, I like that. So one of the first things that I wanted to do um, before we kind of like get full deep into the conversation is, um, excuse me, <clears throat> I wanted to talk about first define what forgive is. So not necessarily just forgiveness, but forgive. So I had looked up what it means, like what the actual definition of forgive is. And it says that forgive is to stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, which would obviously mean that forgiveness is the act of stopping to feel angry or resentful towards another person for an action. And I wanted to define that clearly just because like we all say, well, you have to forgive, 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 forgive. And I wanted to understand like, what does that mean? Because so many times, like in my life, it's like, well, you have to forgive that. You have to forgive. Forgive and, and forget, right? Right. And I was like, I don't, what does that mean? What does, and so I wanted to have something clear. Stop feeling angry or resentful. So to stop feeling angry or resentful towards another person for an offense. So I thought that was a great, um, well, obviously it is the definition, so it is a great definition, but I thought it was a really great place to start. And I think one of the first things, places that I wanted to visit is why is forgiveness important if we hear it those of us that grew up in church church babies those of us who even haven't those of you in any kind of relationship whether it's a parent-child relationship it's a marriage relationship it's a friendship it's a sibling relationship partnership you know at some point in time someone is going to offend you mm -hmm. there is going to be an offense of some sort in some way and it doesn't even have to be like the egregious offense that we always go to. At some point in time, in any relationship or work relationship, we will have something done or said that kind of hurts us a little bit. Hurts our, even if it's just hurting our feelings a little bit, um, that we have to move forward. Maybe we don't, maybe you didn't take the meat out for dinner. I'm not like, I forgive you for that. Like, it's not like that. I don't think forgiveness, I think forgiveness happens in small little ways on a consistent basis because me saying, don't worry about it, it's not a big deal. In essence is kind of that. So I, I don't think that people are like not used to it. We just don't label it that. But I would categorize those little tiny offenses, little things as us saying that it's okay. And in some small micro tiny way, like a forgiveness. But why is it important in relationships? in life to forgive like why what would you say why is it important for you well i think forgiveness forgiving in the relationships is important for me because it allows it allows us to not stay where we were in the past and having having to chum up memories of the past and trying to find clarity to it, it provides a solid starting place to then work forward to because I think, I think forgiveness is one of these things. It's so vague, to be honest, right? But it's so concrete, vague and concrete, right? Like, it's just it's important because I deserve to be free from whatever those transgressions are. It isn't my fault that you did whatever it whatever it is that you've done. It isn't my fault. So I'm forgiving you so that I don't take on the like the emotional journey or work that has to be done for that. I can say, hey, I understand. Mm -hmm. I can provide the grace. 
I get it. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And then now you can. Because if I can't forgive you, then we have to do two things in our conversation or in our relationship. We have to get over my hurt because I can't move forward. And we also have to get over your what hurt because no one feels good. Like any relationship that's built on love, committed, commitment, yeah. and all those things. Your significant other isn't trying to hurt you. And I'm not talking about these extreme right. things. Right, we're not talking about people We're that talking about are. relationship stuff, not traumatic relationships or traumatic experiences in relationships. We're talking about everyday run-of-the-mill right. type stuff, even up to, you know, infidelity and things like that. Right. Those still can be worked through if you're able to do these things. And right. if you want to, yeah. If you want and if to, you, you want, want to, to, because that if you can't get through on your side, then you can never get to the place where you know if it's even beneficial for you in the first place. Right. No, I I hundred percent agree with you. And kind of to piggyback on a, a, one of the things that you said, for me, forgiveness is extremely important for me because me forgiving just for me. This is just mine. It's my way of taking that situation or taking what was said, taking what was done, taking what wasn't done, all of that, and not putting it back on that other person, like throwing it at them. Mm -hmm. But it's me to myself saying, I can't, I can't carry this. I don't want to carry this. I'm choosing to go through my process and I have to let you hold this. Like Mm. I have, I forgive you and I, I have to have you hold this. And it's not, and it's not even in a spiteful way. There have been times where it's like I've chosen to forgive or I've walked in forgiveness. And then if you have something that's happening over and over again, your calm forgiveness of trying to work through stuff might come out a little crazy. I just so you know from it might it might come out a little crazy. But in general, if I'm choosing to forgive something, <laughs> if I'm choosing to forgive something, it's really my way of I've already gone through my talks like I'm already on the inside. So it's me like I have to ha- you have to carry this. I, I don't want to walk around with this. I need for you to carry some of this. And so it's like, I'm forgiving this or whatever that thing is. And this part of it is for me to unload. Like, this is mm. for you. I'm not going so to So forgiveness almost feels like a release. Yes. Right? Because when we say forgive, we have to think about what, what we're hurt by. Right? So we're hurt that this person did something to me. Right. And when I say I forgive you, that means I know that you didn't do something because of me. You did something to me because of you. I forgive you for your lack. And then now we can work on the steps to ensure that I don't get hurt. But if I do, I'm out. And I think that's the part of forgiveness that we don't teach we don't teach our kids. I remember when you remember um, what's love got to do with it. Yes. And Tina was getting that ass beat. <laughs> okay. Right. She was getting that ass beat, and she finally got away. And she went to her mama, and her mama said, "You better go back to your husband." And I'm like, "That's gangster, right?" Because I don't think I could send my kids back to get that ass beat. Because their husband is rich. I, I right? wouldn't have. Uh... But it's like there's no place because there's a part of that in that scene that's rooted in a lot of tradition too, right? 
I remember when, uh, forgive me if my mom's on this, but I remember when my parents got divorced and the church was like, oh, well, you're this, 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 and this because you're leaving your husband. It's like, no, your, your husband cheated on you and you should have every right to do that. And why aren't we supporting people's decisions, people's boundaries? Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Forgiveness well, and boundaries kind of go, they go hand they go in real hand, close knit together because you, you have to have because clear you have, boundaries. Yep, you have to forgive first. And then you have to have good boundaries to be able to walk out the forgiveness. Because you can't walk out anything if I, if you hurt my feelings, the mm-hmm. first step, the first boundary is don't hurt my feelings like that. Mm-hmm. Very specific way. Don't do that again. If you do it again, my boundaries go beyond that. They right. shrink. They oh, get yeah. smaller. They, they get tighter. In. They close in because we want to protect ourselves. They so get, the walls get closer. Exactly. In. They get stricter and stricter and stricter. Now that happens because you did that to me over and over and over again. Or it happens because every person before you has done that thing. Oh, that's a good point too. So now that I've met you, I have zero tolerance for this. Mm. This is what we see in the dating world with older people. (laughs) As they get older, right, they have more experience, more knowledge, but they have a backpack full of hurt. And now they're out in the dating community trying to mitigate the hurt. Mm, That's, that's gotta be tough. And I have, I have some friends, obviously, you know, in, in our forties now, and it's like, they're single out there and I'm like, man, I just like, yeah. But like, think about it though, like when, when me and you, you got together, right? Mm-hmm. You had some traumatic experiences from the past. You stepped into our, I had some traumatic experiences from the past. We stepped into our relationship, not at base, not at balance, mm-hmm. but with trauma, with h- hardcore boundaries. And that's fine, people. That is perfectly fine to have those. But those things have cre- created something for you. Because the boundaries that I have don't actually have anything to do with you. However, I am picking up because everyone kind of does these things. Right. So I'm picking up on the fact that you're doing it, but I'm attributing every person that has ever done it is also included in your one or two times of doing it. So it might make my patience with that really short, Mm -hmm. which could cause reactions that are crazy, which would result in hopefully forgiveness. But exactly. I guess we'll see. And I, I and I believe that forgiveness is an ongoing thing because if not, if you don't release yourself from it, then it stacks up, right? I go to Starbucks and I waste my coffee. I, I'm three minutes late to work. I forgot my lunch at home. My car won't start when I get off. I get home. And dinner isn't all the way ready. My kid comes downstairs talking loud and I yell at her. I yell at the kid because I wasn't able to release myself, my feelings, because that's what we were really forgiving ourselves for too, right? Like the first person that you need to forgive on a daily basis is you. It's okay to be mad at coffee, but if you harbor that because you're also mad that you are mad at it and you're also mad that 
some external force made you do it and you're mad at all of these things, then you're unable to take accountability for it and say, hey, it's okay that I was mad, but let's get back on track. Forgive myself for my explosion of emotions so that I don't have to show that thing six, seven, eight hours later to my child. I think I think you bringing up that, you know, one of the things that I also wanted to point out during our podcast today was that forgetting there's so many different angles of forgiveness. We have the traditional forgiveness that we all discuss of forgiving another person. Mm-hmm. Gerald, you brought up just like self-forgiveness. I think that it's important to understand that there are so many different layers and so many different angles of forgiveness. We you talking right now about self-forgiveness is extremely important through life. Me forgiving others is something that is extremely important for my well-being. But I think we also don't talk about a lot of the misconceptions that go along with forgiveness. And I also think that we don't talk about what it's like to be the to be the person asking for forgiveness. You know, mm-hmm. there's different areas and um self-forgiveness is extremely important because I don't want to just like breeze over that. Like self-forgiveness is extremely important. We always talk about that, especially right now, forgiving ourselves for not knowing something Mm. in the past, forgiving ourselves for saying that thing, forgiving ourselves for doing that thing. Self-forgiveness for me is personally one of my, one of the hardest things that I I struggle with. I struggle with self-forgiveness daily. And it's not something that there have been things in my life and key key moments key moments that I've unsurmountably like disappointed myself to like the highest degree and self-forgiveness in those areas and in those situations is really tricky for me which ultimately actively keeps me in that space that we were talking about and that's the part of self-forgiveness that allows for us to to feel okay about who we are and to understand that we're going through our process and our journey that ties into relationship forgiveness if we can't forgive ourselves for me this is just my opinion I'm not a researcher but not being able to forgive myself I or self I believe could potentially be make it more difficult to forgive others for some hundred percent I'll even I'll even explain it for me I can forgive a little easier than I can for myself So forgiving yourself is the holy grail, right? Because if you can't forgive yourself, then you're going to have to force other people to deal with you feeling like that about yourself. And that's, that's hard to do. Right. And I think, I think when we talk about forgiveness in relationships, we have to start with forgiving ourselves first because forgiveness feels like blame right like i and that's the reason why i have to do it so i'll give you an example you hurt my feelings doesn't necessarily come off as you hurting my feelings it is you not valuing me enough to not hurt my feelings it is you um it is you, I feel like I deserve getting my feelings hurt. All of these things come up because I can't forgive myself for whatever it is, especially if you have all of these experiences in the past that are very similar. Right. Right. Like, right. like for, I don't know about you, but 
you know, there's certain things that come up in relationship that's consistent for me. It doesn't matter who I've ever dated, you know, even though like it's only been you for like the last 18 years, mm -hmm. but it, no matter what, I've always, oh, what the hell is going on? It's <laughs> like, why he is struggling? I'm like, he is struggling right here. It was like, air bubble caught me. <laughs> Air bubble caught me right, right finger was like stuck right at the BB right there. I was like, "What is going on?" I'm about Come to die. save him. I was like, "Am I good?" Check my pulse. <laughs> I thought I had a heart attack just now. Died on, died on Facebook Live. Ain't that something? Ugh, that's tough. And I lost my damn train of thought. Do you want me to, want me to say something? Yeah, to yeah go ahead. Kick, 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 kick it off. Okay, so you know, talking about self forgiveness, talking about forgiveness in general. You know, I'm interested in knowing, um, and even anybody that chimes in later, you know, for me, forgiving others, it's not that it comes easier. It's that I'm more quick to forgive someone else than I am quick to forgive myself. And I'm curious to anybody else who's listening and wants to share, is it easier for you to forgive others versus yourself or yourself versus others? Others. Yeah. For me, for it's me definitely sense. others. The one thing that I do want to, do you know why? Uh, because mm -hmm. I, I, it's easier for me to, to do that with others because I have a deep compassion for people. And I think because I know, you know subconsciously, you. <laughs> yeah, I sub I think that's it. I think I subconsciously know who I am on the inside yep. and I know that I'm not perfect. It's not like I'm out here being devious. No, it's because like, you have I an know, expectation. Right? Yeah, I know that I'm not perfect. And so I extend that compassion to others because I've felt, I've been, there's been times in my life where I have felt tremendous sorrow. And I've even experienced, I know people read like the dark night of the soul. If you're not sure what that is, go ahead and read what that is. Look up the dark night of the soul. And I promise I went through a dark night of the soul and it was like almost a year and it was tremendously painful on top of just experience pain in life. And because of the dark night of dark the soul, night of, is that a dark book? night of soul, it's not, it's like an experience. It's just, it's a period. It was a period of my time in my life where I was going through tremendous pain emotionally there mm. was awakening happening there was pain being released there was pain being recognized there was actions being recognized there was hurt everything was just there and i had to feel every last ounce of it and it was hard it's like i think doing in those moments it's all of the stuff that validates why you can't forgive yourself mm. and why you haven't forgiven yourself all of that stuff comes up. I think that's the that's a hard place to be too, because I've been there. I didn't know it was called Dark Night of the Soul. Well, I mean, that's not necessarily the Dark Night of the Soul. It's just I went through mine involved that type of stuff, but your mind yours might look different from mine. Oh, so it could be different. It's like an experience. So look it up. Just just look it up. So my Dark Night of the Soul was just a period of time in my life where there was tremendous amount of sorrow and realization in my life, and it created change. It Is that like created the equivalent change. of like. Jesus's Garden of Gethsemane experience. <laughs> Maybe, I guess. It's like, uh, it, if you were to visualize a dark night of the soul, imagine just walking down a dark tunnel where you're having to experience and realize so much about your life, the good, the bad, especially the bad, the things about the dark parts of yourself that you're literally having to walk through, mm. face and see and recognize and cry about and be upset. And I made it through. I made it the, through the my, clarity moment. The clarity moment. I, I eventually, I eventually walked through, and then on the back end, I realized, you know, I'm gonna be okay. But I had to really go through that dark period of anger and pain and rage and release and crying and crying and crying and crying. But that was part of my release. Well, you cry so all the time. I cried 
all the time, especially by myself, just crying, just crying, just being able to experience and feel some of the things that I did not want to feel for a long time, things that I wasn't sure about. And through that process, I had to, I had to try to forgive myself and it's still really, really difficult, but But going through that is something that was necessary. It was Mm. just necessary for me. Um, But understanding forgiveness and going through my own personal journey, I also had to realize that my forgiveness um, would be tested. My forgiveness Mm. would be challenged. It would be triggered. And the person responsible for that was me. I had to take accountability. Now, this isn't saying that when so someone you speak did my something. Language. That's probably why we're married. <laughs> you're speaking my language. Like, like somebody taught you, some great black man taught you these things. Oh my God. Do you ever do you ever now and again send up a little prayer to the to the good Lord for, for dropping me in the bucket for you? Oh my God. Hmm? When you was like three years old and you was writing it down. Lord, I want Gerald Mays. I don't know where he is right now, but when you make him, send him my way. You, you know what? <laughs> Side note, I should have paid more attention to that because what I actually did was in high school, no joke, in high school, I prayed. I was like, God, when I find my person, I was like, I just want a mother-in-law. I want in-laws that really love me. Mm. I was so, I was even concerned. This lets you know the deeply rooted issues that we can have as people, how we feel about ourselves. Because my prayer wasn't to find a partner that was just in love with me. My prayer was, I really want his family to love me and know that I was a good person. That that person that was crying at the wedding, that was like, I knew from the moment I saw you that you were for my son. I was praying about my mother-in-law and I got that. I 100% got that. Look at at that. I don't even know what she said. That's me. Oh, no, I think that Love was from the forgiving other. Oh, no, this is it right here. She's oh, talking right now. Gotcha. <laughs> I pray for my mother-in-law. What I now know is I might, I might, I might should have, have like spent a little time on other areas. <laughs> maybe I should have said, maybe I pray God that my mother-in-law loves me and that my partner and I have good communication. I go. really pray that we, I should have spent more time on other areas, but I really focused on the mother-in-law part and he really delivered. He really delivered in that space. Look so, at that. She said perfect time. She must have just logged in to yeah. hear you praise her. Look at so, that. So what I will say is that. I did not pray for any of that. I had to work hard for my relationship with my in-law. Shoot. But uh, whoever uh, come come trying to get my kids, they're going to work their ass off too almost. No, I, I completely <laughs> I completely agree. My mother-in-law pulled me through the ringer. I think you also put, put, my, oh, put, put your mother-in-law through the ringer too. Yeah, I did. But and I love them to death now. Exactly, but to bring it back to to that is, I realize that when I forgive somebody, I'm not going to forget. Forgiveness comes in in stages. It, there's not immediate forgiveness for me. My forgiveness does not happen it's instantaneously. Not I tell you in the moment, and there's been times in in our relationship in our marriage where I'm like, you know, I forgive you, like I forgive you, and it's genuine. But I am not. Once I say that I've, I'm, I forgive you, now I have to walk. in that forgiveness and it's the walking in that forgiveness that is difficult because when we do that i forgive you and then it's like well you said you forgive me and now this is that i said i would forgive. no no no, i'm not talking about us you sound like i said that out loud (laughs) well you know what it's funny because i'm not even thinking of you yeah but it sound like me well i've been with you for a while so the frame of reference right so it's like it's like i said but the thing about it is that even when you say that, it's like you're not able to vocalize that because we don't know, because we don't talk mm-hmm. about it. You saying you forgive somebody is, for me, the first step of that 
that moment, like I forgive you. Yeah. But now the walking in forgiveness exactly. is the part that comes challenging. Now that's the part where I have to recognize the things that trigger me. You have to recognize the things. And that is really difficult because most of the time yeah, when we get hurt. Triggers too. Yes, it's emotional. Yeah. And your triggers hurt. your triggers are not your partner's responsibility to navigate. I think they should be mindful of them, but it's they not should their, be mi- they, If that person is trying to work with you, right. it is in their best interest to be mindful of your triggers, but it is not their responsibility to manage your triggers. Right. If you put that responsibility on the other person, oh, gosh. then the only thing that you're going to remember is when that person missteps because they won't get it right all the time. Maybe they even forget or whatever it may be, but it can't be the other person's responsibility. Are you going to keep getting this thing drummed back up from the dead over and over and over again? So the reason why you got to take the responsibility for that yourself is because then you can control it. You can control your emotions. You can control all of it. So when a person says something like, I forgive you for A, B, and C, that does not mean that it doesn't still hurt me. It doesn't mean that I am not always thinking about it. It doesn't mean that I am always thinking about it. It doesn't mean that it is uber impactful in this moment. It doesn't mean that it isn't uber impactful. See see the craziness in that? If you can understand how crazy that is, then you can understand how important it is to be willing to communicate about it over and over and over again until we don't have to have as many conversations about it. That's the work that we don't do in our relationships. We have one conversation. That person says, I forgive you. Once you're forgiven, you don't say shit else about it. The other person just sits and watches you to make sure that you're doing all the things that they believe that you're supposed to do when you forgive. And the other person is going absolutely freaking crazy Because they forgive you, but they still feel how they feel up and down and up and down and up and down. And they are sitting over there crucifying themselves. They're crucifying themselves because they know they told you they forgave you, but it comes up, but it hurts, but it's kind of stupid to me, but the next day it's uber important. The next day I'm crying because I should know better. The following day I'm crying because you should know better. And if we can open up the dialogue to have the conversations as often as we need to, then that person can come to you and say, hey, I'm struggling with this and you can talk it out. But I don't know how men and women are, but I know how I am. If you say you forgive me, Nigga, it's forgiven. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear nothing else because I haven't forgiven myself yet for doing it. So you talking or voicing your your issues with me forces me to have to understand how much trauma or how much hurt and pain I've caused and how it's lingering. Mm. And that is hard. And it takes for somebody 
to be able to put themselves on the back burner in moments, to be able to take whatever is necessary for the relationship, and then also being able to take the lead. And that's going to be hard. So we're not here to sit here because we've had to forgive each other for a myriad of shit. All the things that you can possibly think of that happens in marriage has happened in ours. All the things that you can think of good, bad, and indifferent, we've done it. And the process of working, of, of forgiving is a continuous conversation between you and your partner. It can't be you forgave me on Tuesday and you can't ever say anything about it ever again in your entire life. That isn't fair to the other person. It isn't fair to you because every single day that forgiveness is altered a little bit. I think that here, I'm going to take over the knowledge so you can read some of the stuff. I, I think that it's important when we're in relationships and in particular, you know, this is a marriage podcast because we're married. So speaking from committed relation perspectives, I think it's important to understand that when it comes to forgiveness, it's such a personal thing that my forgiveness looks different from Gerald's forgiveness. What that also means is that what I'm willing to forgive also looks different from what Gerald will forgive. So I think that when we are in relationships and it's like, well, I forgave that. Why aren't you forgiving this type thing? I think it's important to understand that me choosing to forgive myself, me choosing to forgive you, me choosing all of those things, him choosing to forgive me does not create a space where this is like a back and forth. I think it's important to, for me, just in my opinion, I think it's important to understand that the, that the forgiveness, I don't have to do what he does and vice versa. I can say through my forgiveness my forgiveness is completely sustained within these boundaries. 100%. My forgiveness is completely and 100% tied and linked. And this is this is fact. And just as much as his is. We have clear, solid boundaries within our relationship at this present moment 100%. on what allows for his forgiveness of me to stand and my forgiveness of him to stand. And that comes off the heels of first having to go through some really tumultuous times, realizing, I don't like this. I don't like this. We're going to work on this. It involves some kind of forgiveness in some part from one person to another, an extension of that. And then a a A re-understanding of the solution. And the solution to keep it going was this. My forgiveness is a thousand percent conditional. My forgiveness is a thousand percent conditional on these things. As long as I choose to be in this relationship with Gerald and as long as he chooses to be in this relationship with me, my, his forgiveness is conditional of me. 100%. And if I choose to act unaccordingly, then that will be completely brought back and it, it is what it is at that point. But I say that to understand that forgiveness is not this really celestial moment yeah. where the light shines down and it's because like, it's two different you. things, right? Like I'm forgiving you for me first, and I think one of the questions was, is it okay to talk through the hurt with your partner before forgiveness? Yes. However, the 100%. end result is the first part of forgiveness, the first kind of forgiveness, which is forgiveness of myself. I'm going to release. Anything that I feel that I could have contributed to that because I don't have to take on the burden for what you did to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to make an adjustment because you did something wrong to me. 
I'm going to forgive myself for that because that brings up a boatload of emotions that contributes to ultimately, hopefully not, being blamed for what the other person did. We've all been there. I've done it to you. You've done it to me. It is, you made me feel like this, therefore I went and did this shit. You made me do this, therefore... No, 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 no. No, player. I didn't do any of that. You did that. You failed to have a a conversation with me so that we can air out one of those things. You created an emotional story about it, and then you physically went out and did something. You know what... No, the thing about that, though, that that closely ties into, I think we're just now coming into a space and time. And there's a long comment that I wanted you to kind of like go through to make sure that we're keeping up with stuff. I think that when it comes to what you brought up was extremely important. The emotional, the emotions of forgiveness and the emotions that are tied into this. Forgiveness is not just a one isolated box by itself. Forgiveness Mm. has to do with, like you said, the past experiences, the emotions of it and things like that. We are just now, I feel, like generations of really kind of understanding that our feelings matter. And I think it's really difficult in relationships to, we're, we're so highly emotionally charged, both men and women. Both men and women are extremely emotionally charged when it has to do with themselves, rightfully so. But because a lot of us still never were taught the tools of how to process the emotions, you made me feel this. I did this. So now that we're here, now we put it just what Gerald said, like we want the other person. I don't think we always do it intentionally, but we put that on the other person. Well, you said this, you did this. And then I, oh, sorry. And then I did this. So I'm all like banging on the table and I did this and you're rightfully so. It's not. Because it, then if we don't it, do the first part, then we have to bring both of them to the forgiveness table and you're never getting anywhere with that. So I think that to, to, to the question, I think it's important that you, you should talk to your partner, you, that you talk to your partner through it, but you also have to be mindful of if your partner is willing to. Because if you don't have a partner that is willing to listen to that, then the unfortunate thing about that is that you have to walk through your process alone. And Exactly. But, but walking through Shonda. that process alone does not mean... Well, what... What it still could do, it doesn't mean that it still won't hurt. It's still going to be hurt. It doesn't mean that it still can't be done. You can 100% walk through situations by yourself. I would I would advise to, like, if you have a, part, a friend, if you have somebody that you trust that can be a support for you, if you don't have a partner in that moment that can be with you in that space, mm-hmm. I do completely think that that's valuable. You know what I mean? Because my healing, my process, I don't need you to forgive you. I a thousand percent don't need you. I don't need your permission. Nope. I don't need your input. I don't need your feedback. Mm-hmm. I'm walking this. I'm choosing to forgive you so I can move forward. And the unfortunate thing about it is that just because I love this man with my whole heart, it doesn't mean that our journeys are going to be walking side by side, holding hands the entire way. There's been plenty of yeah, times. I don't like holding hands. Yeah, exactly. There's been plenty of times in our relationship where we are walking towards the That's same mountain. Why, why is that a thing? Why is holding hands a thing? Because it's a physical connection and some people like to be touched. <laughs> I don't know. You know, Gerald and I have the same end goal. The same end goal is off in the distance. It's creating a life for ourselves. It's creating a retirement. It's creating a space for our family. But the unfortunate thing about it is that there have been plenty of times where we've been walking and we have been arm in arm. And then there's been times where he's veered out. And I don't mean veered out in like it, different craziness. What I mean is... He's been in school. We've been going, yes, the emotions of it. You know what I mean? He's been all the way over there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing over there? 
yeah, what's going like, on? And then she, like, hey. I'm over here doing my thing. And then we bring it back together because we're working towards the same goal. It just means that the road, even within the same house, looks different. So I said oh, all that Julie, just to bring... You was on your... You was in your back today. You <laughs> was, was in your shit today. So I say Good that... grief. So I say that to understand that those of you choosing to forgive anything, anyone... It is a completely personal thing and you don't need them for it. Find your support so that you can make it through that situation. And the other person, unfortunately, I've been on the back end of this well, has to accept whatever ha that journey did for your partner. Sometimes mm. we walk in on the back end and we realize, listen, I can't do this. I'm not saying we can't do this. What I'm saying is I can't do this part. Now, if this part doesn't change. Then we got to make some adjustments. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's things. And... and I will say, and we got like 15 minutes, so I definitely want to bring this point up, is that forgiveness doesn't mean that you have to stay. Mm. And that's one of the key points of this whole conversation oh, that, I, that I want to make sure everybody knows, is that you don't have to forgive, and that forgiveness doesn't exclusively come with, we're going to work it out. It just means I understand that you are who you are. And because you are the way that you are, you do these things and I can't deal with those things. Mm. And because I can't deal with those things, I can respectfully remove myself. Right. And it is super important. I posted um, on when I was sending this stuff out, I posted like a little parable analogy. And it was like, it takes two to tango. But if one person is out of step and neither one of you want to get back in step with the other, then you're both going to hurt each other. Ooh. And that eliminates right and wrong. Oftentimes in relationships, we say, well, this is right or this is wrong or how could you do this and how could you do that? And really, that's not the argument to have in a relationship. It is what are you willing to do that lines up with what he needs? What are you willing to do that lines up with what she needs? It doesn't matter what your friends do or how your your mom and dad grew up. It doesn't matter at all. It matters on if are you going to get in step with him or are you going to get in step with her? Because if you both stay out of step, you're going to hurt each other. No. And it's in that part that we destroy marriages, we destroy families. Because we hold on to our relationship because of some external bullshit like children. And I love kids, but fuck them kids. I say that shit all the time. FDK. F them kids. These niggas is only here for like 18 years. I got to be with you for the rest of my life. So the you, entire time. I got to spend, I gotta spend my, my life, my time <laughs> trying to figure out how we do what we do. You know, That's I apologize right. for being so aggressive. My explicit is about okay. my children because if okay. you know me, I love them to death and don't play with them. Test but, if you want. For real. But we have to understand that we need to be working on doing the best for our partner. If we're having a conversation and this person struggles in a certain area, it isn't, to, it isn't up to you to flag down that that person is wrong. That person isn't wrong. That person doesn't know how to do that. That is different. Doesn't know how to do it. Make the adjustment. I talk about this all the time about my communication highway, right? 
So I'm going to paint the picture. I'm going to teach y'all a lesson. So get a pencil and paper and write this shit down. Communication can be best explained. Sorry, babe. <laughs> on the highway. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. We're both driving the same direction. Destined for a head-on collision. If somebody don't get off. We're going to die if we both believe that it is the other person's responsibility to get out the way. We're both going to die. On this road, there are thousands of exits to get off. This mug says, you stupid, you say you stupid back. Boom, right? This mug say you stupid, you say, no, I'm not going. I'm not with that. Safety. We can argue about it later. And on this road, a a highway, it is both of your responsibilities to get off on the next exit. Every single time. It is your responsibility. It is not your responsibility to look down that road, see those headlights and say, you need to turn off because I'm going. You need to turn off. No, y'all going to die. What? What's up? Nothing. It's a good visual. So <laughs> it's a good visual. You like, my, like, you like it? <laughs> you like it? I do. So on your communication highway, it is your responsibility to maintain the safety of your vehicle. You swerve off so that you don't destroy your marriage, your relationship. You swerve off. I'll leave it at that. Yes. So here I'll. Uh, no, no, no. I think that's good. Here, so there's another comment that I want that came in. So I want to kind of take the reins a little bit because I really like what you said. I think one of the biggest things that, as I'm listening to Gerald, something that I feel and echo completely in beliefs is it's about knowing self. In order to be able to forgive, in order to be able to move forward, in order to be able to walk in forgiveness, and in order to be able to handle triggers, blah blah blah, etc., to be able to to step out of a conversation with another person that you really, really want to have. You have to be able to know yourself and you have to be able to be emotionally mature in many situations because it's really highly, um, the, the peaks emotions are peaked, but it's understanding yourself and knowing what you want and what you don't want and knowing your own boundaries. So if I know myself, it's really about, if I'm taking accountability, that's what I was looking for. Gotcha. I stalled for 10 seconds. I'm not going to lie to you. So if I'm taking accountability for myself, even without you knowing in a conversation, if Gerald and I are talking, I know he just said something. There's those key phrases that your partner says that every single time you feel like I will kill you right now. Like those moments of just like he didn't. I have like a responsibility. Ugh. You have a responsibility. I have a responsibility. I hear it. I hear it. My body. I feel my body. I feel triggers in my body first. I can feel it right there. But I also have a responsibility. (laughs) I also have a responsibility to be able to control myself. I am in control of me. So when I am being mindful of me and my partner's being mindful of him, the likelihood or the possibility, not even likelihood, the possibility of us being able to either both exit or to safely come to a halt before we collide, and maybe we we meet a little bit, it opens it up. It's not going to happen every single time. This is about creating the possibilities. I want my marriage. My husband wants my marriage. If I'm being mindful and he's being mindful, the potential of us keeping it together lasts longer. Because it's much safer if you both pull off 
and go to a safe place and talk it out. You, you, you go to the resting spot. Yeah. Again, which ties back. Sorry, and then I'll leave. No, you're good. And again. You you carrying the show, Julie. <laughs> again. Easy. You easily carrying the show. And again, it also ties into that if you have to do that alone, then I, I feel like I feel for you. I feel that and send it all, all that support to you because it's hard. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is you have a responsibility for yourself. And that's the hard part because to be honest, we're in a marriage and I want my partner to care about me. I want my partner. That's why I'm choosing to forgive because I want what we have. I want what we're walking for. I think that's why forgiveness is hard because you're angry. I'm like, we're walking towards this mountain. Ain't you, you keep just, fucking it up. I'm like, you just, what are you doing? You're pushing me off. You know what I mean? So it's like forgiveness is so difficult. I hate, I just hate the like, the moment of this, like, it's just not angelic. It's hard and it's painful. Mm. But if you can, if you can work on that and if you can work on yourself, if your partner can work on yourself and you can pull off to the side of the road and have those tough conversations that are necessary, 100%. then you can open up the space. I will never tell you I 100% guarantee because I can't 100% guarantee nothing. Mm. I can, the only thing that I can say is it creates the now space. Now connected to Gerald's iPad. Ooh. I hate that thing. Mm. Yeah, it just creates the space to see where it can go. It, it nothing is guaranteed. For sure. But you know, I want to I want to read this real quick. Go ahead. It says, "How does one bow out of a friendship with the when the other won't listen to what is being said? That includes I can't deal with what you are doing. The other person keeps knocking on the door when the door was closed by that person. So the question is." How does one bow out of a friendship when the other won't listen to what is being said? So I here's the thing. It is I do not. I can't. I, I don't know how to explain this, but it's never anyone else's fault. If you know what I mean, it, it can't be when the other one doesn't listen, right? And maybe I'm not reading the question right, but yeah, I think I'm reading. You bow out of a friendship by ignoring the knocks, but every time, if you engage in those knocks every single time, so I think, and I'll, I'll paint a picture. Maybe this is right, Virginia. She can tell me if the, if I'm right or not. But me and you are friends. You have crossed my boundaries too many times, and I no longer want to deal with you. So I separate but you you feel that you feel that so you keep trying to come back the thing is with that is if i keep opening the door or the blinds or whispering through the peephole or whatever then i'm start i'm going to keep returning that relationship and we're going to do some damage to me and to that person so it's best that i leave the door closed and don't peek out the window so that that person can go off and heal from the loss of our friendship. Because it does happen, whether it's a large scale or small scale. We we mourn the loss of everybody who isn't in our lives anymore. Right. I have something for that, too. Go ahead. I think for me, um, and again, obviously not knowing fully the situation, situation but the what's the first sentence say? How do you bow out of a relationship where? How do you bow out of a friendship, friendship. When, the, when the other won't listen to what is being said? Okay. So for me, when I hear that. You know, it's difficult for me to to ignore the knocks. It's hard for me to ignore the knocks. Now, the way that 
I would have to handle those type of situations is the first thing that I would do is first understand that stick with the eyes. Because I'm doing this because of me. You know what I mean? I think it's it's setting that boundary for that person. It's the I in the moment. I think we focus on what the other person. So I would make sure that I stick with my I and let that person know, you know what? Like I've valued, and this is hard. I'm not saying that this is easy, but I I've like, valued our. I feel like Jay Z when uh <laughs> when he let Eminem on the track because he getting roasted. God no, dog, no. I don't even need to be here. No. I feel like I would have a conversation. It's like I've I've valued our friendship. I've appreciated what we've had, but because I'm not able to be heard in this relationship, I'm not. And me saying because I'm not able to be heard. It's a very different statement than me saying, you're not listening to me because that's what, how we feel. And I'm not saying that's wrong. And you can choose to say that if you want to. But for me, it's, it's the I in it. I appreciate what we've had and I've really valued the friendship. But because I can't be heard in the situation, I have to pull back. Mm -mm. And, I'm, and I'm sorry about that. And again, you put your own spin on it. And it's really cutting it off in one of those moments. And it's difficult because if you care about how that feeling that person is, it's easy to get drawn in. But you have to stick with your why. You know what I mean? You have to stick with your why. And if that person comes back at a later point in time and they're knocking on the door and the knock sounds a little different, do you, are you able to to open the door or like what Gerald said, to peek through the peephole and be like, what you want? Yeah. Can you can you do that if you feel comfortable? A hundred percent you can. But for me, it's really, I've come to a place where communication is extremely important. I'm Communication within my relationship and my friendship with Gerald is extremely important to me. Now, it has made for some really tough conversations because there's been plenty of conversations where I thought it was going to go one way and it did not. Then there's also been some surprising th moments in conversation where he's come back later and was like, hey, why don't you just listen to this? And it's like, oh, something different was created. Okay, this is new. So it's like, I have to stick with my eyes. So Virginia, in that moment, I would say, remember your why. Express how you feel if you choose to. Draw that line if that line involves cutting that person off. And then you just have to walk in that. And now you're walking in that. Now you're going through the process of mourning that friendship. Now you're letting go of that stuff so you can make way for other friendships in the new person that you are. We're letting go of this to create space for that. I'm letting go of the arguing within my marriage because I really want to bring joy in. I'm letting go of the resentment because I really want to bring, recenter back to the love that has always been there. I know hundreds, not hundreds, that's an exaggeration. I know quite a few I'm gone. I know quite a few people that are divorced now that really loved their person. Well, you don't do your thing. So, you know, I think that's the thing. So my thing is, um, good morning, Miss Wendy. I think that it's important for communication. You know, I the one thing that I've learned is that no one no one can argue my truth. Can they try? A hundred percent. Can they challenge? Absolutely. But my truth for me is something that will stand. And I think that when we get to a place where we don't need validation, and this is something I'm working on, please don't take this as me walking wholeheartedly. But when we get to a place where we can just hold our truth inside and simultaneously be comfortable with another person, not, not agreeing with anything that we've just said, it creates more peace on the inside. So hopefully that helps in that friendship of yours and Gerald get in here he's standing at the door watching me get in here you can come back now Jeez. so you know just marking me the reason and I think on a personal note the reason why because I know we're coming to the end the reason why forgiveness was extremely important to me 
and I'm really passionate about the I in it is because I became within my marriage with Gerald and in, in, in moments where I've had to extend forgiveness to my husband just as much as he has me. But in particular, my personal forgiveness of my husband, I got it wrong. What my forgiveness did, I genuinely forgave him. But what I didn't do was I didn't know the power that I had inside. My forgiveness is my power. My healing is for me. And the more that I kept throwing it at him, the worse that I became. I wasn't, I didn't even sound like me. I didn't on the inside, it just wasn't me. And the pain and the hurt and the fear grew so much that I destroyed. It was a path of destruction. I refer to it as just like bleeding on everybody. I bled on everybody. I bled on my husband. I bled on my family. I bled on my children. I just, it was just a massacre from the people around me because I didn't know how to actively do it. So the second that you, you take that power back and you realize that there's so much inside of you that, that you have everything you need on the inside, you just have to find it, then you can, you don't have to rely on that person, that person. Mm -hmm. So with forgiveness, like I said, it's personal and it's long and it can be, it can be quick, but it can also be long. We are powerful. You as a person have your own on the inside. And when you know yourself, you can set the boundaries, you can communicate and you can be free from that. And I really wish that for so many people, you yes. know what I mean? Because I put a lot on Gerald that wasn't fair. And I expected so much of my partner. And I'm sure a lot of us have, a lot of us have had those moments. You know, we, we think our partner, you know what I mean? We want them to do the work, not realizing that we're giving all of that power away. And I had the power, I had the power to fix my situation and myself, even if it, the other person was the one that was, was, um, even though I was wronged, you know, we get so I was wronged and it's like, I don't have to be that person. I don't have to be, you know, we don't have to be that victim. I think that's part of forgiveness. You did this, so I'm not going to do that. Um, that was a lot longer than I anticipated, she, but that shit was off the track. <laughs> but you know, uh, I think that's the thing. So you might need your own show by yourself. You don't need me. <laughs> no. I don't know. You know. I might be over here wasting up mic space. No, no. So closing points. This is personal. It's for you yourself. Yourself. Thank you. You too. I 100%. like your highway. I like it. that one was good. That was good. All right. Well, I hope you guys got something out of this conversation. I know I did. <laughs> I mean, I know she dope, but damn. <laughs> so, but we really do hope that you you got something out of this. Uh, and we're going to be here every Saturday, hopefully. I know. We figured it out. We Look figured it out. We have to do it one by one and not have mm -hmm. these big long ones because then you have to catch the codes and stuff. So, I, oh, well. But we here and... We need to put this so that people can go back and watch these. Yeah, I see some comment. Will there be a like replay? That. How do they? So we'll 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 put we'll 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 get back to you next week and see how we're gonna do that. We have like fourteen shows, so yeah, we definitely need to put Maybe those out. Maybe need to so create a channel. So if we do something that creates a channel or something, we'll definitely put it out there yep. so that people can go back and watch and you know if they choose to. Yeah, for sure. We'll probably start posting these on YouTube or something. So, but uh, we want to. Thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us at 10.15. Shit, we almost didn't make it at 10.15 because that shit is early. But, uh... <laughs> Date night. But, uh... 
but we appreciate you all for 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 joining us and if there's anything any topics that you need or, or want to hear about feel free to reach out to both of us 100%. Uh, and we're we'll be around you guys take care have a great saturday bye happy saturday mm -hmm.